Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, hey, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. No, 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 no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... Mm-hmm. There you go. We start becoming a team... This is the Craig Collins Show. Lord Jesus, oh God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm hanging out with you guys until 6 o'clock. A little bit later on, Catherine Murphy will be in. That's kind of exciting. She will be doing my news because Neil, uh, Neil Doyle is out on vacation. And then I think Blake Haas is too. <laughs> so that means that Catherine does double duty, uh, which is going to be hard, but she'll be here in about an hour. I heard Mark Strauss talking about this earlier, and I didn't talk about it yesterday, not because I, I thought we shouldn't. I just I was mad about it. And then I heard Mark reference a lot of the reasons that people are also mad, and I felt better about being mad. So now I want to talk about it. Uh, the Nike swoosh is now a part of MLB uniforms. Um, it was very much a part of the Cole uh, the Garrett Cole, excuse me, um, press conference. The Yankees introduced him to New York Press, which is always intense uh, for that team in that <laughs> that press world. And he held up the jersey, and and boom, there's a Nike swoosh right at the front. And uh, this is for younger fans. This is to attract a millennial audience like myself, the MLB is claiming, or at least to sell more jerseys to young people because maybe we're not buying enough. But, man, does it look stupid. I Baseball, out of all the sports, and I, I know that you know every so often when I talk about sports too, uh, people let me know that you know everyone in the audience doesn't care as much. So I promise I'll move on after this. But baseball, out of all the sports that we have in this country, feels to me uh, to be the one where people care the most about history. Uh, we care about the history of the the stats in baseball more than any other sport. I don't truly care who scored the most points in a career. Uh, in the NBA, I, I don't care. I know that it's, I think it's still Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, although I don't even know. Uh, maybe it's LeBron at this point. Who knows? I, as I said, I don't really care. Uh, the same is true even though I'm a hockey fan, and I know that Wayne Gretzky holds most of the hockey you know, records that are of, of note. I, that's not, to me, if those get broken, and they probably won't, by the way, it's not, that's not the end of the world. But baseball records, they matter a lot. I think a lot of people right now would like to see a few home run records fall, uh, mostly because of the worry and the the right worry that those records are tainted by the fact that most of the guys who set them were definitely doing steroids. Uh, and that's not what we want in baseball. That's not what we want in the Hall of Fame. I mean, look at that, for example. The Hall of Fame, there are a ton of people that are very, very good baseball players throughout their careers, have tremendous stats, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. And any other sport probably would induct these people just because they were the best players in their time period. But when you find out that they probably cheated to be that good because they probably used, you know, uh, different performance-enhancing things, not a lot of them are in the, the Hall. Almost none of them that we can confirm 100%. I mean, actually, I think none of them that have admitted to this kind of thing are in the Hall. But very few of them will make it in, I think. And that just demonstrates how much we care about baseball in this country, I think, at least fans, compared to any other sport. And just to throw this dumb little swoosh on the front, and they paid a billion dollars, 
a billion dollars at a time when baseball is flush with cash. Uh, the TV deals are insane. I actually talked about this the other day. Streaming services are now going after uh, sporting events more than ever before. Every single streaming service out there would love to have exclusive rights to teams, to divisions, to all kinds of things. You're going to see more and more of that in the next few years. And it'll be really hard to do something like buy a cable subscription and have everything you want there or buy any one streaming service and have all the games you'd want there. And so all this money is being thrown at the sport because TV is so important. And again, that's actually because of younger people, by the way. The reason the TV deals are skyrocketing is because it's the only thing that young people watch live. That's right. That's the only way to get young people to turn into something live is to make it a sporting event or some sort of award show. Other than that, we're going to watch it the next day. We don't care. I care a little, but most people don't care. So, so the whole streaming thing and the, the desire to have sports things is because the younger audience shies away from most live content. And now, apparently, because the younger audience is, is most likely just not buying jerseys, you're throwing a Nike swoosh on the It looks terrible. It makes me mad. I want to know if it makes anyone else mad. 829-2345. Am I taking this way too seriously? Am I way too upset about the fact that the MLB jersey, I won't buy it now. I really won't. I've bought a bunch of MLB jerseys throughout my life. I've got a bunch at home. I'm most proud of my Tino Martinez jersey, which I wear every time I go to Yankee games, which I do every year. But now I'm not going to buy an Aaron Judge jersey. I'd been waiting, and now I'm just not going to do it unless I get one on eBay or somewhere that doesn't have this dumb thing on it. And actually, Mark did tell me that there's someone that's going to sell a, a thing to remove the swoosh. But that's not the same. I don't want to have to do work. <laughs> I don't want to have to learn how to, like, sew things or, or move things. That's not for me. I buy a jersey so that I don't do anything to it. So I just I own it. I put it on. That's the end of the work for me. It's the same way if I have to cook food for myself. This has come up several times at my house. My wife is an excellent cook, buys all kinds of things, makes food that is tremendously great. Uh, but it's, there's ingredients. There's, there's work to be done. If Craig is left to his own devices, it's pizza and chicken nuggets. Anything that I can put into one one cooking thing and take out. I don't want to add ingredients to it. I don't want to have to move it to two different cooking apparatuses. I want it to be in the oven, out, and consumed, or maybe even just microwaved. That's how I make things for myself, and that's how I buy clothing, and, and Nike is ruining that for me. A 10-year deal, a billion dollars to ruin MLB jerseys. And it's because of it's because of other millennials. I have to self-hate. I have to hate on all the people that made this happen that are just like me but don't want to buy the jersey. They don't care, by the way. I also don't understand why you leave the tag on a on a hat. I've seen that a lot. I've seen that look a bunch of times. You leave the tag, you buy a hat, and then the tag stays up there as if maybe someday you're going to return it. The only time that ever happened that I remember is when you really couldn't afford the thing you bought. And then you're definitely bringing it back to store the store in a few days. But yeah, that's me. I heard Mark talking about it, and it rekindled how mad I got when I discovered it in the first place. So I wanted to open the show complaining about the fact that Nike has ruined baseball jerseys for me. Maybe they'll maybe they'll reconsider. Can I start an online position uh, petition? That's super millennial. I'll just go to change.org and sign my name to it. I hope other people do too. I got to take a break on the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I've got a lot more things coming up. I promise. Not to complain all show. Uh, I do have a story about a man who stole a car while another man was asleep in the back seat. 
That's got to be a surreal experience to wake up to that. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I teased this before the break. A man uh, had a car stolen while he was sleeping in the back of it. Kind of a surreal story, right? I, I don't know how often we hear about things like this. Every so often you hear it, though. Uh, but it's usually not where the guy doesn't even know the person who stole the car doesn't know there's a dude asleep behind him. Um, so this is what happened. A, a man parked his car in New Mexico. Uh, actually, he parked his girlfriend's car in New Mexico after dropping her off at work. And then he proceeded to fall asleep in the back seat. He left the car running and everything unlocked, which is kind of weird in and of itself, right? Like if you sleep in a car in New Mexico, I don't know what the temperature, what's the temperature there right now? Let me see. Let me see if he needed the heat to be on in order to do this kind of thing. He was in Las Cruz, uh, New Mexico. So for whatever reason, though, he left the he left the, the car on. And then he went, asleep. he went to sleep in the backseat. It's about 54 degrees right now. I think you can sleep. That's actually pretty nice. Sleeping in colder temperatures is a good thing. Uh, but anyway, somebody decided to jump into the running car that was completely unlocked and attempt to steal it. Uh, that guy's name was Joseph Allen. He is 40 years old. Uh, he's cruising down the highway, and I guess the guy behind him, the guy who owns the car, his name is Ignacio uh, Baca, he wakes up. And so then the guy in the back seat says something to, to Joseph in the front seat driving. He goes, hey, man, who are you? This is according to, to the witness testimony. And then the other guy doesn't explain it and just keeps driving. So the guy whose girlfriend owns the car, Ignacio, the guy in the back seat, the guy who you know is a victim right now, I guess, kind of, just starts punching and choking the guy who's driving a car. Uh, that is when Joseph Allen, the person who stole the vehicle, pulled out a knife and tried to slash Baca while still driving the car. Uh, when I guess he missed, he then decided to pull the car over. Uh, it's when Allen then got out and ran, and Baca eventually was able to notify authorities, and the guy then gets arrested. But that has just got to be the craziest of things. Uh, there's no attorney listed right now for Joseph Allen, the guy who stole the vehicle, so we don't know what he's going to say about it, but... I think you are at least a little bit. This is my first reaction to this whole story. I think you are asking for someone to steal your car, even if you're inside it. If you leave it completely unlocked and running, that is the only situation where the criminal does not have to be good at things. This is not like Grand Theft Auto all of a sudden, the video game. This is a very simple version of that. You get in and you drive. Everything is set up and ready to go. You can tell it's running. You see no one in it. Although, if I were Joseph Allen, uh, I wouldn't steal cars, number one, if it were me. But if I did, if that's something I chose to do, I would probably check the back seat first, especially of a running vehicle. I don't know how long he, he had seen it for. Like, do you watch it for a while? I don't know. These are the things that make me curious. Why would this ever happen? Uh, but it did, and now Joseph is in custody, and Baca is, is glad he's okay after a knife was, you know, somebody tried to stab him a few times. It's just insane. This is all right after you wake up too. Are you in your best? Are you at your best when you wake up? I'm not. I wouldn't be able to handle a skirmish like this within minutes, within seconds of waking up and noticing that someone's hey driving my car. Man, what a crazy story. That's out of New Mexico today. Uh, one more quick thing, and then I got to take a break. I don't really want to explain this totally, so maybe I'll do it after the commercials. But apparently, there's some fruit that helps uh, change the color of food to be blue, and now there's a whole blue craze. This is going on in Brazil right now, and they expect it to be other places, but people are in love with blue food. Uh, the fruit, for whatever reason, doesn't you know taste very strong. It just changes the color of food, not even really the taste or, or anything else. 
But people love it. They're putting it in bread, milk, pudding, all kinds of things, just because blue food is now the it thing in Brazil. I'll have a little more information on that. It entertains me in and of itself as a, as a headline. Uh, but another quick break on AM 1230 WJBC. For whatever reason, uh, something that has really entertained me this week, and I know it, it's kind of like snarky. I'm being mean about it. I shouldn't. And I should probably explain it. I kind of I figured out what it was. Uh, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I, I've seen all the movies. I'm entertained by most of them, but I don't know all the like trivia things that real fans know. Uh, but if I am going to admit something that I'm kind of a a you know nerd or geek about, um, and I'm admitting I'm admitting that about myself, so it's okay to use those words. Uh, we had a story earlier in this week that said you shouldn't call people those things anymore, which is just silly. Uh, but I really like the Marvel movies, and I like comic books and superheroes. That's a thing I'm into. So maybe it's that kind of competition of all things, uh, Star Wars being the other big kind of franchise right now that brings in a whole lot of money that is entertaining me more than it should. Uh, but also I think a lot of people would say the, the movies were fine the way they were. The original three, and I don't mean the first three, I mean episodes four, five, and six for anyone in the know, were pretty good movies, especially for when they came out, special effects-wise, and uh, they could stand on their own. I don't think any tinkering needed to happen. Then we go back and we make the first three, the prequel movies, and people hate them. They just hate them so much. And so we didn't learn our lesson, though. Disney gets a hold of the property, and what do they do? They make three brand-new movies. And uh, recently, I think they even admitted that they might have rushed these movies out into the world, uh, putting one out every two years around the Christmas season, along with putting out other projects, uh, a Rogue One, the the prequel to the uh, four, five, and six movies, and then uh, a Han Solo, the Solo story, which uh, was the first of a bunch of spinoffs that were supposed to happen but now won't. Now, all this is to say that Rise of Skywalker, the newest Star Wars movie, made $40 million domestically last night. $40 million bucks, uh, And that might sound like a lot, but actually it's behind even the most recent Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, uh, which made $45 million its first day in theaters. Uh, this is all to say that the movie will go on to make a little over $200 million, most likely over the next few days. And while that sounds like a crap ton, it'll be one of the highest grossing movies of the year. The people at Disney, the people, uh, you know, the mouse and, and everybody involved in that company will be very disappointed uh, by this outcome because this is not what they wanted. They wanted another huge, a la the, the most recent Marvel, the Avengers movie. They wanted another huge release. They were touting the end of a franchise and hoping that it would be as crazy as, as Marvel's, which uh, I think grossed like billions of dollars. Uh, maybe even $2 billion, I forget what the exact number was, but like 800 and something million uh, was made right here in the United States off the movie alone, and Star Wars is not going to do it. People do not seem to like it, although fans do, which is always kind of interesting in and of itself as well. Um, I do wonder how many people out there, how many people listening, 8292345, make all of your movie choices based on things like Rotten Tomatoes. Do you read the reviews or at least the consensus uh, which is what Rotten Tomatoes gives you. They give you a critic consensus. They give you a percentage of people who they think liked the film based on the amount of people who reviewed it. Uh, right now, Star Wars is si sitting at 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is way under where they wanted it to be. Uh, just very surprising. And, and most people are saying there's just way too much happening in the movie, which is kind of fun because that's sort of like my wife's review of everything I drag her to uh, because there's this idea, right? 
So if you have a franchise of movies, especially one that services the nerds, and again, I said I'm one of them, so don't I'm not hating. I'm I'm admitting that I'm in the tree. I'm in the trust tree. But if if it services the nerds, you want to explain things to the non-nerds, and that's when the movie gets real convoluted. Uh, WJBC, what's your name? Hey, Craig, it's Brian Scott. Hey, Brian, what do you want to say? Uh, I'm just saying that uh, the way I choose my movies is the the girlfriend says, "Hey, we're going to see this movie." <laughs> Man, really? Uh, you don't get two. Yeah, it was no, no. The last one was uh, the one before last was Mister the Mister Rogers with Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was good. Was all right. Yeah, it was good, but I could have had some more about Mister Rogers. I could really care less about that other guy. Sure. And then last, and then last weekend she took me to Knives Out, and I fell asleep twice, and <laughs> I never did see the, I never did see a single knife come out. They they have a big wheel with all these knives, and nobody I'm uses for people them. to start falling off. I'm like. Man, maybe it'd been better if Tarantino did that one or something. But you know what? Can I ask I you? Can I ask you, yeah, Brian? I, I'm I'm curious about something. I don't know if your girlfriend would like this. This is an idea I have. Uh, theaters are getting more and more comfortable, right? Like the chairs are so nice and big now, you can recline back. Like everything's easy. It makes sleeping even easier than it used to be. Uh, but whenever I drag my wife to movies, because I'm more the movie picker in our house, I always want to try to wake her up, but not like be noticeable about it. So I wonder if I could get a button on the on like the chair that wakes her up for me, like just shakes yeah, it a little I, bit. Yeah, I was upset about the one we went to with Knives Out because they didn't have the reclining legs. <laughs> I was kind of like falling asleep, sitting See? up, really uncomfortable. Yeah, I needed some legs up. Yeah, but I the, agree with that. The so, legs up. Yeah, the girl. You need a little. You need a little vibration thing underneath where you just. Exactly. Shake her a little bit. Like, exactly. Nothing know. dangerous. I don't want her to get injured, but but the girlfriend wanted you to stay awake for the film, and I want Betty to stay awake through all the Avengers movies. So I'd like it if they could just like shake the chair just a little, and then I have sounds to pretend like I don't to, know what happened. Like, like if Avengers movies are your thing, sounds like we just need to to have a bromance to go to the movies together, and we'll send the old ladies to the. Oh. To the the romance movie. Hey, man, man. I mean, the minute the Jane the Virgin becomes a movie, you you have to send your girlfriend to go with my wife because I don't want to go. All right, sounds good, bro. All right, thanks, good thanks, Brian. But uh, as as I was saying too, I, I'm just I'm curious now with the way that all this stuff works, the way that the Disney movies and everything works, and and how successful. Uh, what I was trying to get to is how successful the Marvel universe is, and how many more Marvel things they're going to be making. And I, I think maybe we're, we've seen the last of Star Wars things. Well, not the absolute last. There will be something. But it won't get turn, churned out anywhere near as much as it was going to because, you know, the ratings right now are not that good. Uh, but please call in, uh, 829-2345, if the reviews are what makes you decide whether or not to go to a movie. Cats, another huge movie that was coming out this weekend, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Things are not good in the movie theater right now. Maybe everyone should see the uh, Adam Sandler movie. Apparently he's incredible in that movie. All right, another quick break. A lot more to get to on AM 1230 with the Craig Collins Show. This song was requested by Bob. Uh, You can tell me what your favorite Christmas song is, and I will play it uh, during my show all holiday season long. Uh, And you also get a chance this week to win some basketball tickets. You can go to the State Farm Holiday Classic. I have tickets to all four days. Uh, You get two all-tourney tickets. Uh, you just have to tell me your favorite song, and then at the end of each show, I do a little drawing, and I let somebody know that they've won the tickets for the for the day. Uh, so please, go ahead, give me a call, 829-2345, tell me your favorite Christmas song, or you can hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. Uh, and yeah, I'll take those all up today, and pretty much any time until the end of December. Uh, and I am on starting in the mornings, actually, 
uh, next week. So I won't be here in the afternoons on Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, I won't be here Tuesday and Wednesday either, but nobody will. Um, but Monday, w- Thursday, and Friday of next week, I'll be on in the morning show on AM 1230. So check that out. Uh, I have a I have bad news for Donald Trump, uh, and actually bad news for Elon Musk, for Bill Gates, for Barack Obama, for a bunch of people. Uh, they're not the most influential person on Twitter. You might assume one of those people uh, would be the most influential person on Twitter, but no. The most influential person, this is according to Brand Watch, which gave influencer scores to every celebrity, every big name on the platform, everyone with a, a huge following. And the way that they determined the influencer score, I guess, was the amount of engagement that their, their following had, not just how big of a number, uh, but how many of those fans actually interacted and how often. And they, they then gave people a score. Um, everyone in the top 30 has, or top 20 has between a 97 and a 94 as a score. So they're all really close. It's not, I don't know if she's this much more influential than the current president of the, president of the United States, but Taylor Swift landed in that number one position. Uh, and her fans do get very active whenever she says anything. And at times, I guess I consider myself one of her fans. I've never been part of the, the Swifties who get mad on social media about stuff, but I like her music. I, I'll defend her here on the air. If someone wants to call in 829-2345 and tell me that Taylor Swift's bad at stuff, I'll fight you. Uh, well, kindly, I will kindly argue back uh, and tell you that, no, she's a great uh, musical writer. She's got talent, and I enjoy her music. And I'm not, I'm okay. I'm I'm perfectly confident in saying that as I stumble around saying it. So totally, totally I'm okay with that. The Prime Minister of India came in at number three, by the way. So Taylor Swift took down the President of the United States, the Prime Minister of India, uh, one of the biggest entrepreneurs in the country, and Elon Musk, former presidents and Barack Obama, who landed at 13, Bill Gates, who landed at number 11. Now, there's a ton of other uh, music artists and celebrities on this list. Uh, Katy Perry was number four. Number seven was Lady Gaga. Nine was Ariana Grande. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, who's also... uh, Her show, does anyone watch... Call in if you watch this, uh, like her her Christmas giveaway shows. Because I've been watching those uh, with my wife, uh, mostly because they were on before The Voice, and my wife, as you you know if you listen to the show is a huge fan of The Voice, but they're pretty good. She had Iron Man on an episode. It was uh, it was entertaining stuff. And it's just like the old Oprah shows where they like make people's lives. They give people's houses and they give people all kinds of things and, and everybody cries. And at the very end, the audience gets something great. Uh, there's something wonderful about that kind of television. You, I know what's going to happen. It's not like there's drama every time that Ellen brings this random family up to the front and starts telling the the terrible and tragic story of said family, you know that they're getting something incredible. They're getting multiple incredible things. And yet, as soon as it happens, all those emotions come running out of you. Uh, Have I cried during Ellen? Yeah, I have. I'll admit it. I have. Get a little teary-eyed. I mean, did they really just give that person a house? But yeah, she, she lands at number eight on this list of most influential people, number 10, Kim Kardashian? I don't know. I don't know. Do we does do people still get mad at Kim's level of influence in the world? She did get people out of prison. I mean, that is a thing she did in 2019. She she asked the president of the United States to to consider, you know, helping some people, and she effectively did that. Jennifer Lopez, number 12. Uh the most surprising name on the list for me because even though her and A-Rod are a big story as a couple, 
I, I can't think of a lot of things that J-Lo has done on her own that, you know, recently, I, I know she was in a movie, um, but I, she doesn't seem to, to land on the list the same way that uh, Kim Kardashian and Ellen DeGeneres, that those people would, but uh, J-Lo is 12. Uh, Bieber is 14, and rounding out the top 15 is Rihanna, uh, which is interesting. Justin Timberlake, just outside at 16. I wonder if he was hurt at all by his uh, his holding hands thing, which is a real thing, by the way. If you don't know what I'm talking about, in 2019, Justin Timberlake was embroiled in a controversy over a holding hands incident. Uh, that's the world we live in, although it, it did look weird. I would have been upset with it if I were his wife. That's a weird sentence. All right, taking a quick break. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, but right now this, and then after that, we're going to talk a little bit about when you'll reach your limit with your family. A new study says the exact time and day that this holiday season you'll be done. Uh, hang out with the family. I'll give you that more. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. This is The Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I like that song. I also like the band. So that was a good pick, Bill. You are now entered into for a chance to win some some tickets to the State Farm Holiday Classic. Uh, we have all tourney tickets, which means you can go to every single game all weekend long uh, starting the 26th. Um, it's a bunch of high school teams taking part, uh, boys and girls teams, really good basketball teams. So it'll be a lot of very good basketball that you uh, probably want to check out. But uh, he got a chance to win those tickets because he told me his favorite Christmas song. Uh, you can do that, too. Give me a call, 829-2345, or reach me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show, uh, and I will enter you in as, as long as you tell me the song, and I'll also play a little on the air. Uh, the exact moment, according to a new study, that you will just lose it with your family is the day after Christmas, which makes sense. No one wants to get into a fight on Christmas Day. So that is December 26th, and the exact time, which I don't know how they tabulate this, but 2.13 p.m. A new study has pinpointed the average moment when we finally hit our limit, 2.13 p.m. on the 26th, and here are the top things that we're likely to lose it over. I always like to do these Casey Kasem style, so I'll give you the top five, but in reverse order. Uh, number five, you argue over a board game. Uh, I did this. I did this two Chris, maybe three Christmases ago. You, you have to understand just a little something about my family. And I know people make jokes all the time that their family is competitive. They're not like mine. Mine is so, so competitive. Uh, and my brother, my little brother, for whatever reason, always winds up being the one that gives the gift of a brand new board game, something none of us have ever played before. It's a, it's a tradition. He gives it to the family. He immediately has studied all the rules and tries to teach us all, and then we all play. And almost every year, somebody gets in a fight with my little brother because of that. Um, because at some point, either he gets frustrated that he's not doing well because he's always the one to introduce the game, which for some reason makes him think that he's probably going to win the first round. So there is selfishness there. He, he you know wants to be better than us all, which is why he gifts us the new games each week or each year, excuse me. Um, but then, yeah. Once we start playing, if he's losing, he'll lose it on somebody. Or if someone just doesn't get it, they eventually lose it on him. So I don't know why we do it, but we all do it. Uh, number four on the list is a bad present. I've never gotten a fight. That's That seems really, I don't know. You'd have to really know somebody well enough to be able to criticize a present they gave you. together this holiday season 
You tell me you get emotional. I do. This is a very emotional song for me. Okay. I'm going to fade it out real quick. We also have a (laughs) caller on the air, uh, a caller on hold that wants to give us a Christmas song. What's your name? Uh, This is Donnie. Donnie, what's your favorite Christmas song? Well, I'd have to go with uh, Brenda Lee's Rock Around the Christmas Tree. It's, uh, you know, it was a song that came out in the movie Home Alone when I was a kid. It's just uh, the song just puts me in a Christmas spirit, if you want to say. Oh, amen. You know, it's funny because I always relate that to the, the Home Alone movie, too, and I don't know if that's bad. I don't know if, like, people who love the song or love Brenda would get mad at that, but it is. It was iconic because of that movie. Uh, but thanks for calling in, man. Uh, and you probably want to win those tickets, too, right? I would. That'd be awesome. Okay, so uh, call back in the next break, and I'll take some information from you, all right? All right. Oh, thank you. I'll make you mad by saying I've never seen Home Alone. No? Never. None of them? Never. Uh, do, is it, so uh, can I come back with one? Uh, sure. I have never seen all of Titanic. I've never seen Titanic there at all. There you go. And Not now I'm doing it on minute. purpose. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. now it's on principle. Right. Yeah. I, I refuse I, to see exactly. it. Exactly. I've seen probably all of it in pieces on television, like at the wrong time. Uh, but I've I don't I've never seen it sitting down. No, nope. I won't do it. No, nope. the year it came out, uh, I refused to go to the theater. And then <laughs> when it came out on uh, VHS, I got five copies for there Christmas. They're like, you've got to watch it. Nope, uh-huh. not gonna happen. That's hilarious. So now to this day, do people try to like slip it in on Netflix somehow? And I, I you're just think like, they've no. all, I think they've all given right. up on me. Okay, all right. Uh, my family watches all the Star Wars movies on Christmas. That's a thing they do. They just turn them on in the background because we have one super nerd. It's not me. Um, and they all just they're all just on. And I don't know why we do that every year. I have not. I don't think I've seen any of the current Star Wars movies. I saw wow. all of the originals in the theater okay. back, and then the, way back when. The prequels? Yeah, when, okay. whichever. The, the terrible the, ones. The one where Harrison Ford was like the hot stud. Yeah, I know those. Yeah. yeah. Right. Four through seven. You saw yeah, the, yeah, those are the ones okay. I saw. Got it. And Mark uh, Strauss has only seen half the people in this, this building don't see Star Wars movies. Oh, that's funny. Are you guys Marvel fans? Are you a, no no? What about your husband? At least what, maybe that? Uh, is that the Hulk? Yes. Okay, sure. He likes that guy. Okay. <laughs> what is the Marvel again? Is, <laughs> is that a Marvel? Um, Disney.com. It's a is whole that category. Ant Man. Yeah, it is. Oh, I it's like I like Ant Man. It's just not Batman and not Superman. It's oh, all the other ones. Yeah, you know, I I guess I was a Justice League kid growing. Oh, up. gotcha. Okay, that's fine. That's the it's cartoon okay. I remember. It was a good cartoon. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, did you watch any of the Adam West Batman show? Oh, sure. Yeah, that was good. Oh, sure. Yeah. I yeah. like the little spinning and the changing. I of had the... two older brothers. They wouldn't <laughs> let me watch the monkeys, so we had to watch Batman. Okay. Well, hey, that was a good trade-off, though. It was entertaining. Mm, not... I don't think it was designed to be a superhero show. Not for an eight-year-old girl. Okay, yeah. I want the monkeys. But there was a Batgirl sometimes. Yeah, she was on there. She was exciting. Uh, I'm curious, and this is more a question to the audience, because Catherine and I, we both don't have any guns. Do you have any guns? I do not. I have no guns. Uh, if I did, though, and this happened to me, I'd probably consider getting rid of the gun. Um, there was a man. He was in Pennsylvania. He fell asleep at 6.30 at night on a Thursday. I guess he had... You know, a long day, uh, maybe a la Catherine Murphy. He was working a double shift. <laughs> maybe. And so he gets home at 630 and he passes out. He's 26 years old. His three-year-old uh, was just wandering around the house and found a loaded gun on the ground, which in and of itself is sort of shocking to me. Uh, the three-year-old then decided to start playing with the handgun and shot his father in the butt. Oh. Uh-huh. That's how he woke up. The dad woke up. He's being treated for completely non-life-threatening uh, wound. So, so in this case, you know, I would not do a story like this and go for the the joke Mm-mm. if it were worse. But the guy got shot in the butt by his three year old, and if that happened to me, I'd get rid of the gun. 
Well, what are you doing with a gun just laying on the floor where a three-year-old can pick it up and start playing with it? That's an issue. That's fair. Uh, it was 6.30 at night on a Thursday, and he probably was exhausted. So I don't know. Maybe he had just gone shooting and, like, dropped it. I don't think they store it on the floor, but they well, might. You, you don't know. You're I right. told you the story in the break that when I was growing up, we had a shotgun on the floor of the foyer closet. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't loaded. I don't even think the shotgun worked, but there, all we just knew, there was a shotgun down there. Yeah, it's just sitting. Not just, for any other reason is we didn't really have any other place to put it. Yeah. I, I am amazed. And we also lived in the South. There you go. Okay, that okay. then it's okay. Then it's expected. We lived um, in the South. I, you know, I'm amazed every time you find a story like this, though, where a child can get access to a gun, because that is dangerous and scary, but just the fact that you'd wake up from, like, going to sleep by being shot in the butt. <laughs> Ba-bam. Right. Like, hello. Good morning. <laughs> that would be terrible. And I would say, you know, I don't need protection anymore. It's fine. I'll, I'll move on. I'll get a bat. Well, Some other kind of thing. In a way, though, wouldn't you say that he kind of deserved it? I think, he, yeah, you're right. The minute you left the gun on the ground, someone had to take you out that way. Um, also, in other news, I like to switch topics a lot on okay. the Craig Collins Show. It's a thing that I do. Um, if someone says they don't want any presents, do you believe them? No. Never. Uh-uh. There's never a situation. No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, a recent survey said that only 12% of people that utter that phrase actually mean it. Most people who say it do not mean it at all. Uh, so then the question is asked, what do you get someone who wants nothing? Says they want nothing. Uh, I got a present for my in-laws who need nothing, wanted nothing. Got it. Um, they just sold their house uh, in the Chicagoland area to move to Florida full time. They mm-hmm. already have a house in Florida. So we had a watercolor done of oh. their old house. Oh, that's a really cool and gift. And then sent it to them. So, okay, then you actually bring up an interesting idea. When someone says they don't want anything, do you think they want something sentimental? Like, are they the type of people that don't just want a commercial gift? Yeah, that, okay. at least that's how I feel about my in-laws. And gotcha. when somebody tells me they don't want something, I always try to think of then, okay, mm-hmm. what can I do that's meaningful. that means something? Yeah. I knit a sweater for my brother this year. So I sent him wow. a, I sent him a sweater and then my in because he didn't want anything. My in-laws didn't want anything. So I did the, the picture for him. How long does it take to knit a sweater? Well, this there's a long story behind this sweater. It's been <laughs> about five years. Okay. So uh, normally it only takes me a couple of months, but gotcha. this uh, but took this me one, five years. You put it off. Yeah. You put it, that's good. Yeah. That's a good move. Yeah. I like that a lot. I yeah. can't knit anything. That's really impressive. I can teach you. Um, no, I don't want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I could Fine. learn. I don't know. I didn't mean it like that. I'm a lazy man. I married well, by the way, because most of the things that happen in my house they wouldn't happen if my wife wasn't a part of them. Well, that's true, because that's probably true in most marriages. But the knitting is the lazy person's Cause craft. Because you, you sit. I do it while I'm watching yeah. TV or whatever. Yeah. And to get out of things, I am in the middle of a row. I'm so sorry. I can't get up and let the dogs out. <laughs> oh, I like it as an excuse. See? That's a really good mm-hmm. idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll learn that. I just sit and watch television. That's I don't add another layer. I'll knit like about six inches of something for you yeah. and bring it to you Ooh. halfway on the needles. And then you can just sit there and pretend. I, I literally love this idea. Every week I bring it back to you and you just do a little more. <laughs> right. So it looks like I'm slowly progressing. <laughs> yes. And then I just have to mess with it. Betty's going to figure that out fast, though. She works here. <laughs> She's the only person I'm tricking right now. So that's not good. Uh. Uh, but this is a great idea. I love that in theory. We should sell that. We should sell it, it, like the, the knit excuse. Uh-huh. All right. A lot more on the Craig Collins Show uh, with Catherine Murphy today on AM 1230 WJBC. After the break, I have another question. It's about um, these electronic buses. They're in the UK. I know. Random story. But the reason I find it interesting is they have to add sound to them now because people were complaining they were too silent. So they have fake artificial noise. They've added to buses. 
to help people not freak out so much. Thank you to, for, to Donnie for calling in and giving us his favorite Christmas song. He now has a chance to win some tickets to the State Farm Holiday Classic. Uh, you can do that, too. Call me, 829-2345. Tell me your favorite Christmas song. This week I have tickets, so I have prizes, but I'm doing this all season long. Uh, you can also reach me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. Uh, I like smart technology. I like innovative things a lot, Captain Murphy. I, I enjoy them more than most humans. Um, so much so that every time I get a new smart light, even though at this point I have, I guess, 10 in my house, every time I get a new one, I play with it for like an hour. I turn it on and off on my phone. I turn it on and off with my voice, and it annoys my wife every single time. But every time I get a new one, got to do it again. Are you an Amazon house or a Google house? Amazon. Okay. We are an Alexa house. We got our very first uh, smart plug because Ooh. they had it for 99 cents on yeah, sale. Sure did. And I went, I have to have one of those. But we have this lamp that we've talked about on the Scott Miller show. Uh, it's the monkey lamp that my it. mother-in-law uh gave to me I as she sold the house. Yes. Picture on social media. Yes. So she told us you have to unplug it and plug it back in every night <laughs> because it's a chain ah, uh, to gotcha. turn it on and off because she was always afraid of breaking the chain. And I said, I've got it. Solution. So now we have to just go in and ask, uh, we oh, don't, I don't, Alexa, Alexa, to to, turn it on Alexa, turn on the monkey lamp. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so you, pretty exciting. So it's your first smart technology yes. in the whole house? Uh, well, we have two Alexas, but that's our very first okay. like... We don't have the light bulbs. We don't have the plugs. We don't have that. Are either of you going to get addicted, do you think? Or oh, not? I would easily. Okay, okay I, there you and, go. With that, it, no problem. I would like smart everything. The smart fridge is, is expensive, and I don't have one. But the thing I most want, because it just orders products for you, so it, it weighs all the items in your fridge, and when, when you're low, it'll just get you another one. Oh, see, that. How great is that? That's very invasive. No, it's not. Oh, okay. yes. Sure, I'm sure they because steal all that info. If you're weighing things, what if I don't want ham and I need more turkey? Fair enough. Well, but I, so you'd have a section in the fridge for each item, <laughs> and you'd always put it in that spot, and then it would know that the, the turkey is here. Yeah, not in the house of teenagers. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's actually, you're really, that's very true. Yeah. If somebody disorganized it, things would go terrible. Oh, Oh, yeah, it okay. wouldn't be. We've got five dozen eggs. <laughs> Who put the eggs in Stop the meat drawer? putting the eggs in the bottom left. There's the one spot they can't go. It's not where they go. <laughs> I have marked it. I would be that aggressive, by the way, with my family. If I had a bigger family, I would like mark it in signs. It would be a whole fight. Oh, man. I would hate to have guests over. They'd be like, where do I put this back? Well, Just leave it to me. How far is this going to go? So they've got the this, this smart refrigerator. They've got the got smart light bulbs. They have the smart microwave, the smart fr um, stove. They have most of the items in your house can be smart. Really? However, some of them, the smart microwave, uh, just kind of like a light, I guess, is almost completely useless because you have to be within relative proximity to the microwave to tell it to turn on and right. you have to put the food in it, in it by hand yeah it's not like it has little munchkins that run out and get the food exactly. and go you want a corn dog <laughs> god i wish that was a thing <laughs> you just made me excited that would be the best too bad you put it in the right. wrong place in the fridge and oh, we're out yeah. we don't have any why does the corn dog munchkin sound like a, a, a knockoff like mickey mouse or i don't something? know he's the worst uh, no, but I, I would love to have smart everything in the house, and I'd be so aggressive about it. Uh, London has smart buses that are completely silent, and apparently this is causing a lot of problems for people. I have to take a break, but I have the, the artificial noises they're adding to the buses to calm people down. Uh, and it's to me, it's creepy, but I guess maybe there's a zen factor to it. Uh, but first, a quick break, and then a little bit more on AM 1230, and then we got news coming up in about four minutes. Satan's power when we were gone astray. 
You're listening to the Great Collins Show on WJBC. I like this. This is mellow. It's a mellow song. Uh, it's kind of nice. Uh, I really like the songs, though, and I, I hope more listeners suggest them. Where, like, the female singer goes for it. I don't know if that's, like, the Christmas perfect song, but, like, a Mariah Carey. A Martina um, McBride. Martina McBride. Mm-hmm. Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. These people attack songs, mm-hmm. and I don't think you'd listen to it on, on repeat in the house, but uh, they're <laughs> fun for this. Uh, by the way, this half hour is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way uh, you could save money. Switch to Geico. Geico could help uh, you get great coverage at a great price, and it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com today and see how much you could save. Uh, this is a new study that I like studies on the Craig Collins Show, but this one, I don't know who decided to look into this. It must have been someone that was a victim of this, but a new study says that 15% of people will intentionally give a bad gift this holiday season out of spite. Intentionally? Intentionally to spite someone. Mm. They will give a bad gift. People more likely to do it are well off, by the way. <laughs> people that have an earning of between a hundred and $150,000 are more likely than people under that amount to give a spiteful holiday gift. And people above 150000 even more likely than people in the bracket that Finder.com put out. Uh, to give a gift to someone that, for whatever reason, maybe you're in the middle of a fight with someone that you do care about. Uh, maybe it's a bad pair of socks, they say in this list. But for whatever reason, some people use the holiday season to get even. I haven't given a bad gift out of spite. I've given a really good gift out of spite, though. To demonstrate, like, look at this. Mm-hmm. I'm way better. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm real good about okay. that. I get that. What Do you want to give the example what the gift was? It wasn't a Christmas gift. It was um, actually after a guy uh, fired me from one of my radio jobs. His okay. wife was expecting a little boy, and I had all of these baby boy clothes because oh. my kids had grown out of them. Yeah. And um, the day after he fired me, I dropped all the clothes off at their at the front door. What was the faces like? Uh, Who answered the door uh, first? His wife. Okay. And she was like, "What? Uh, what?" Because they because <laughs> I because I had them all in a garbage bag, so I think she thought I was leaving garbage. <laughs> and I said, "I just wanted to make sure that you guys got the baby clothes right. that I promised you that I had offered you that I promised I would give you mm-hmm. for your unborn child." Right. That I probably should be selling now because I'm out of a exactly. job completely. Yes. But here, take these two. And I've actually done that twice. Really? Yes. That's... I've done that two times to two different people. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> so wait a minute. This is a weird thing to say on the air, though. You're encouraging people to fire you. No, the, no, no. The gift's no. going to be amazing. No, the people that I work for now, I don't think anybody's expecting no, no, no. a baby. <laughs> good. Okay, very good. Oh, it's always baby clothes. It's always been baby okay, clothes, I got yeah. I thought you said that every time you get canned, you give the person a really nice gift no, immediately. No, just the one, the, this, the first time I, that I got fired, and then, not the first time I got fired, but yeah. this one time when I got fired, I did it. And then the next time after that, that I got fired, I did it again. That's amazing. I, I love the idea of doing it every time, though, like getting a really nice, extravagant gift and maybe immediately taking it back, like just teasing. Yeah. I would do that. I would never. I don't know. I've never done this. I've never done the spiteful gift thing. And probably because I'm not in the right financial bracket to to be OK with giving that kind well, of thing away. It doesn't have to be a really expensive gift. Yeah, you it get a hand something like, a, you know, they need. Oh, here's baby clothes. Right. Baby clothes, man. That gets to be a hassle. I've told this story on the air before, but uh, my boss gave me a gift. I worked for uh, two Jewish guys in a startup company. Uh, the reason they're Jewish is usually not, I usually wouldn't mention that, but it was around Christmas. I got hired, I got fired, excuse me, the day after Christmas, so the 26th. I went back into work. He had called me in for something. My email all got locked and shut down, and I was like, ah, I'm out. I'm canned. 
And he'd, he'd fired me, and he said, even though I don't care about the holiday, I wanted you to, to get the extra day, but we had decided your position was gone. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Thank you. He called me a, an Uber to take me home. Like, it was really nice. Everything was nice. He was very considerate, startup company. But Craig got candy, wasn't happy. And so then right as I get in the Uber, he shoots out of his little office because he had bought me one of those big, giant tubs of popcorn. Yeah. You get those every holiday yeah. season. And he, he, he held it up, and he's like, oh, man, you're forgetting your popcorn. And I was like, I don't want that. And I got in the car <laughs> and, like, left. And he just was so mad. Like, the, he was trying to be so kind the entire process. And the minute I rejected his tub of popcorn, like, it seemed like his face was like, then screw the Uber. That's right. Yeah, Cancel I know. it. It's on your dime. Right. So I've never given a gift out of spite, but I've rejected one out of spite after like being that. canned. Yeah. I like that. I would do that again, too, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's always a good one. Good talk. It's this a has good been a feeling. good, this is really cathartic uh, segment on the show. <laughs> We're both talking a lot about these things that are, you know, important to us. Uh, after the break, I will tell you about a substitute teacher who is taking the new law of allowing you to smoke pot, um, you know, a little too far. She lit up in a classroom. Oh, yeah, no. With students there. Mm -mm. She was like, you know, this is going to be a stressful day as a sub. I got I to gotta do this first. Com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. This is the Craig Collins Show. On AM 1230 WJBC, uh, this segment has stories that are kind of similar, so I guess I can I can name the segment. The segment's about naked dudes. Um, I don't know if that's okay. I don't know if we're supposed to go this road. I'm not going to object to a naked dude okay. segment. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how you feel as we get into it. Okay. Um, but the first of the two stories is breaking news today, and I'm not even sure uh, completely that that it's real. I think a lot of people are now saying that maybe the photos are faked or the photos are a different person. Uh, but it broke today that that allegedly... Steph Curry, the famous basketball player who's hurt with the Golden State Wars, Warriors this season and not playing. Uh, nude photos of him might have leaked online. Uh, this comes from San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, they say that, well, the images are, are, at least his camp is saying right now, they're not him. Uh, they're, they're upset about them. And, you know, if someone did get them and somehow release them, there might be a lot of different legal things here. It might even be, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, considered revenge porn because uh, there's laws that, that prevent against that kind of stuff. But uh, my only reaction to a story like this, and I've noticed that it's not everywhere. Whenever this happens to female celebrities, these stories are very widely reported. Yeah. Steph Curry has this happen to him, and I think this is finally confirmation that nobody wants to see naked dudes. Nobody really cares. Nope, nobody cares, and nobody wants to see that. That's a different thing than if a lady has this happen to them. Okay. So, yeah, All Steph right. Curry's in the news, though, well. and they're out there on the Twitters if... Uh, if people want to go look, I have no interest. I'm not going to look. I, I'm not either. Yeah, good talk. Uh, the second story is about a popular character who's not actually naked, by the way. He just goes by the name Naked Cowboy. Uh, he's one of the guys out there in Times Square that people take photos with. Uh, he's, he's out there all the time. And for whatever reason, the New York Post got curious this year as to how that guy stays warm. They sent a reporter to cover it. He's been doing it for years. He has been. Like uh, 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can even say this quote. There's a quote in the post. Uh, I feel like I can say this quote. Uh, he said to someone recently, I'm freezing my bleep off, uh, but I get it done every single year getting out here. Uh, but I guess the way in which he stays warm, according to the, the article and the inquisitive reporters uh, involved. Uh, by the way, he's an Ohio-born guy who's been living in Queens for a while. Uh, he spends about 20 minutes outside wooing tourists. Then he finds a way to get into some sort of facility for 40 minutes, something close by in Times Square that'll let him in. It's all different because the guy is wearing almost no clothing. Well, he just got on his tidy whiteies. Right. He's got on a, a, and a, cowboy a Speedo hat and, and a cowboy and, yeah. hat. 
And that's his whole jam. And then he runs back outside. Huh. So he's inside for 40, outside for 20, and he does this all day long, every day, all season long. He should get one of those flesh-colored bodysuits and have somebody <laughs> airbrush it with like his muscles or whatever. Yeah. Something. And then put the little Speedo on over that. I mean, that at least would be at least an extra layer. I'm also curious if he's conditioned his body to be, like, good for 20 minutes at a time and then absolutely no longer. Because, like, he's always doing it right at that 20-minute mark. If he has a long tourist, someone who's, like, trying to get the right. picture right, do you think he starts to go crazy? Or keep putting money in his right. guitar case for exactly. a longer song? If it's, like, 24, 25 minutes he's been outside now and the tourist won't stop with the photos, does he, like, shove them and run somewhere? 200 bucks if you right. play American Pie, <laughs> Dude. Right now, bro. <laughs> Do it. Zeppelin. I want it. <laughs> I hope that's what people yell at him. Zeppelin, I want it. I don't think It'll be my true. favorite thing. I'm going to go to New York now just to yell that at the naked cowboy. <laughs> I'm going to time the 20 minutes, too, to see, like, I'm testing the full theory. Came up on JBC, and I want to know. Uh, one last thing. This is not naked, but it's men-related. Uh, apparently, there's a new survey saying that men are much better gift givers now than they've been in the past. Do you think that men are getting better at giving gifts? Well, the Irishman is only because I've trained him over the last five Have years. You? Okay, he yeah. knows exactly. Do you give yeah. him a specific item you want? Nope, I okay. hate that. All right. No, I don't like that. You give him a ballpark? Uh, I'll, yeah. All right. I'll give him an idea. He, he knows, though. Okay, well, got he it. Knows. But he was a bad gift giver when the, the race, relationship started? He was an started? odd gift giver <laughs> when we first you wanna, started dating. Do you want to share an odd, odd gift? Just, you do not. Just weird. Okay. He gave me some weird jewelry one time. I've told Neil Doyle uh, from time to time on the show that he can plead the fifth if he wants to on my show, but you have to do it Chappelle show style. Uh, so it's got to be the fizz if, oh, and, then, okay. and then you're allowed to not answer Damn, questions. I share everything on the air. There you go. Uh, a study of 2,000 men found more than a third take pride in their gift buying, and 74% of people went as far as to say that they enjoy the task. This is a stark a rise from before when about 42% of people in past surveys, 42% of guys have said they enjoy giving gifts or think they're any good at it. Uh, and also, I guess, while surveying women, about 2,000 women were asked if the gifts they get today from you know the men in their life are better, They a lot of the women also said yes. So apparently we're getting good at this stuff. Do you think we're all getting trained? I think so. I, okay. think, so. I think media has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, uh, telling us what we all want, mm -hmm. though, because it's not even just telling me what you want like media does a good job of convincing me what i want every kiss begins with k there we go i know that no but honestly like the the smart technology thing too uh -huh. i think that's just a great baby yoda right now i oh, want a baby yoda me too right so bad oh and not a crocheted baby yoda. no i want a, a real, real baby yoda i want an actual baby yoda <laughs> yes. like the actual being yes. i want someone to make one and i want it yes that would be so great and that's all just marketing. Like, they're geniuses. Oh, I love Baby Yoda. Do you think this is the beginning of a lot of characters being baby versions of themselves? Because, like, I think, can you think of anything? Here, this is a better question. I want to ask this question, and then i got to take a break. Can you think of any character in the world that you wouldn't like more in baby version? Like, a current adult character, if you were presented baby version, we would the Q score goes up for every single baby version. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I'm a baby Tom Hanks. Baby Tom. Oh, that sounds adorable. <laughs> but only if it's like baby Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump. So baby oh, Forrest Gump. No, actually, I would say that like adult acting baby Tom Hanks, like he still seems like a regular adult, but in baby form, would be the cutest new character ever. That would be cute. I know. See, 
Someone call in, 829-2345. This is a dark question. Give me some famous character, some famous actor, anything that you would hate to see in baby form because it doesn't exist. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, because like baby Oscar the Grouch, adorable. Adorable. Baby yeah. Big Bird, adorable. Right. Yeah, we can think of villains. You could go like Disney villains. Jafar is a baby, still, still great. Yeah. Anything is a baby. Baby Darth Vader. Baby Darth Vader. They did that. They did the car commercial. With a little oh, kid that's was, right. Yeah. Oh, I love that People commercial. loved it. That was a great commercial. We're going to see baby everything uh, in the near future. All right, that's quick awesome. break. Then a lot. I think my wife's trolling me from downstairs because <laughs> this is the first Christmas song in Spanish that I would make up words to and pretend to sing. And I did it to her several times. But here it is. <laughs> the song is about a donkey. Me Burrito is a donkey. Oh, it's yeah. not like Dominic the donkey? That's it's not. another Christmas song. Dominic the Italian donkey. Right. By the way, I was very happy at that caller when he called in. Yeah. Because he, you know, he's a good paisan as am I. Mm-hmm. But no, the burrito song I would just sing to her all the time. I thought it was burrito. So I would sing Me Burrito, Me Burrito, thinking she would, the kid was singing about their food. But no, it was a, it was a donkey. And oh. uh, I think the whole family didn't enjoy the burrito version of the, the song, which uh, Collins is still pretty good at. Uh, but I'm not going to sing it here. Um, in just a few minutes, uh, we have news. And then I want to talk about a new law in Florida that had to be passed because apparently a whole lot of people were renting animals. Uh, they were doing a thing where, like, one family member would, I don't even know if it was families per se, but you could rent a, a dog for a week to see if you wanted the dog. Okay. And now Florida is saying that that's illegal. You cannot lease pets. Uh, that's a very good thing, I assume, for the animals. But selfishly, just like a tad selfishly and not in a bad way, I, I wouldn't hate leasing a, a dog. Like, I wouldn't hate knowing. Listen, you can borrow mine any time okay. you want. I've got three. Right. You can choose any, any of one them I want. all. Okay. And mm-hmm. this is the other thing that I've, I've had this conversation with family members. I wouldn't hate leasing a kid. Just figuring it out for like a I've week. I've got an 18 and a 24-year-old. They're know, yours for free. See, I don't know if 18 is the, the place I start at. Oh, so I don't delightful. know if I'm right at that. <laughs> but, I, you know, like maybe borrow my, my brother's 10-year-old for a little bit just to see if we can oh, handle it. That's rough waters. I know it is. I know ten, it, even, 10 is rough waters. Even like just watching them for a while. Mm-hmm. One time when I was watching his sons, and sons, it's worse, I think, for uh, like Uncle Craig. Because mm-hmm. the son, like you want to play. You want to be. And so they have, house. they have Nerf guns. Yes. And they gave me Nerf guns. And they're like, Uncle Craig, you're here. You're fun. Let's do Nerf guns. This is the Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC, hanging out with you guys until 6 o'clock tonight. Um, I have a story about a brand new secret item on the Starbucks menu. And uh, first, I wonder how many people are familiar with the secret menu on this or, I guess, any business. Are, are people aware that there are secret menus? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Starbucks has a Chewbacca Frappuccino what? that might be better than the movie, according to people. Uh, how do you order a che- uh, Chewbacca Frappuccino? You don't just walk up and say, can I get the Chewbacca Frappuccino? That's, that's a rookie move. You're not going to get it. They're going to look at you and be confused because Starbucks, they've got to keep this a secret. So the way you do it is you order a mocha cookie crumble Frappuccino. Then you ask for a ca- caramel drizzle added to the cup. And then get whipped cream and cookie crumbles added on top of that. And then all of a sudden, magically, you have the Chewbacca Frappuccino. I thought you were going to say you had to order it in Chewbacca's voice. That would have been great. That right? would have been. I don't think they, they would prep all the like baristas to that, though, right? Like Some of them would just think an insane person got into the store. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. To have a secret menu, like, is there training on this kind of stuff? Mm. Do, do all the people at Starbucks have to memorize it? 
Um, not necessarily because it's not one of the regulated. I used okay. to work at Starbucks. There we go. Um, I'm the only barista that you'll know that worked for long enough to get benefits, but never made a drink. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> never made a single drink. They had me work in the drive-thru. And you also know uh, the secret menu stuff, mm-hmm. even though you never made mm-hmm. anything. Yep. There's 41 really good secret menu drinks at Starbucks, according to a list I have. Oh, yeah. 41. That's ridiculous. Why don't they just make it like right. the sub menu? Why? Yeah. Well, or put like just a ridiculously huge menu. Just treat it's it like a, a secret anymore. Let's no, be honest. None of them are. Uh, do you want to hear some of the other secret yes. menu ones? Have you ever heard of a Skittles Frappuccino? No, I haven't heard of that. Does that one. sound delicious? Uh, it sounds clawingly sweet. Okay. See that? Okay, that's the thing. Every time, <laughs> clawingly sweet. Every time that they they debut one of these, like you know, limited item mm-hmm. thing, they're always just packed with sugar. Oh, yeah. They're the worst. The unicorn. Mm, Oh, the unicorn's horrible. Yeah. That doesn't even look like it tastes good, though. It just looks like they put as many things as they could into one drink. (laughs) You take one sip and you have sugar socks on every tooth. (laughs) You're like, oh, no. You immediately go into a sugar coma. Be terrible. (laughs) There's also, like, just colors to the drinks. You can get blue drink, purple drink, pink drink. These are all kinds of uh, secret menu items. Those are not very creative people who made those up. No, they are not. No, no, no. Although I, I guess I get pink drink by accident. I didn't even know I did this. Uh, strawberry acai refresher with some coconut milk, and you add in some real strawberries. Oh. That's pink drink. Huh. I go custom with my refresher items. I do have an order of choice. Do you have one? Uh, well, it depends on the season. Okay. Oh, I, am, oh, yeah. I am the pumpkin spice girl. Gotcha. I'll and admit it. You work there. I, I am a Starbucks regular. I got the gold card. Oh, I've been yeah, upgraded yeah. to gold, gold status. Oh, yeah. They might have put my picture in a few of the locations. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> it's not for those I think reasons. there's another drink on there called the Craig <laughs> Collins. It's like a Tom Collins, uh-huh. only it's alcohol-free. That's not That's not an appropriate drink for me, then. <laughs> it should definitely have alcohol in it to name it after me. If Rob Dobbs is coming in later today and they make a Craig Collins drink, it better be real strong. Um but no, I, I have a, a custom drink I go to, and I've been made fun of in the radio world before for oh. knowing it off the top of my head. Because apparently, everyone seems to think that, you know, going to Starbucks enough to have a regular drink is probably too much. Really? And us millennials, we like to go. It's a coffee shop. Come yeah. On. Come on. But I don't, I, don't get, I don't get coffee. I get the strawberry acai refresher, or I get the, uh, the mango dragon fruit refresher. But I don't want water, so I don't want ice and water. I sub in the white tea. And okay. sometimes I get a couple other items along with that. Um, and then that's in all, drink. W- all in one drink. Yeah, you just mix it in there. You know, you mm. got to get an extra shot of something sometimes. I always get it. an extra shot. Right. Always. Because it's about caffeine. A venti with an extra shot. Going to Starbucks is the most pleasant way to consume caffeine. But if caffeine wasn't in those things, I'd never go. It's just to get caffeine into my body. Right. Yeah. If you go and get a non-caffeine item at Starbucks, it disappoints me. The same way, and I told uh, Neil this earlier, or maybe this was last week, it's the same way it disappoints me if you go to a restaurant and get a grilled cheese. I don't understand people who do that. You looked at me very upset. I Grilled cheese is a simple... You, you can make uh, that at home. I know, but Schooner's grilled cheese with is bacon. Is it good? The grilled cheese with bacon. Is it good? It's really good. Okay. Well, I haven't tried that one. Yeah, see. But when you go out to like a, you know, a meal, I, I want something better than a grilled well, cheese. Well, and now I feel bad because we had potbelly sandwiches the other day and I got grilled cheese from there you too. Did? I well, did. that's different. That's the fast food. I meant when you go out to eat. Oh, like a when you're fancy sitting at a restaurant. Table, okay. When you sit down at a table and they're going to serve you an item, like, and they bring a grilled cheese. I never understand people who do that. 
<laughs> like chicken nuggets. Right. Unless you're a small child, it makes no sense. And you can't tell me like it's a premium because they have this in some menus, like the, the upper echelon of grilled cheese. Well, there's some fancy grilled cheese out come there. Come on. You can make some it's, fancy grilled cheese. A little Fontina, a little, come on. It's bread and cheese together. <laughs> but it's fancy cheese. But I can put the fancy cheese on at home. I just have to buy the fancier cheese. Well, you need truffle butter on the outside. No, a, it's the same. Like those are Hala two bread. I actually get mad at people I go with if they like not vocally. I just sit there and I stew in it. Don't sit with me at schooners okay. then. <laughs> I feel like that. If that's a regular, if you do that consistently, that feels better for some reason. I do often. I do, yeah. I, I go back and forth between that and the BLT. See, I I believe you might be able to acquire a taste. For like a grilled cheese. But if it's your first time out at a restaurant and, and you go grilled cheese first, I mean, there had to be better items. That I'll give you that. Okay, good. There I'll we go. Give you that. I, I'm glad I won this conversation <laughs> somehow. I don't feel like I did, though. I feel like I'm still wrong somehow. Grilled cheese. I, well, it's just, it, it makes no sense. My brother always used to, by the way, uh, this for years annoyed my mom. Maybe it's just like an ingrained thing. He would always get mozzarella sticks as, as his food item oh. no matter where we went. So like any restaurant when we were kids, anywhere. He would be like, do you have mozzarella sticks? They'd be like, yes. He goes, okay, I want that. They're like, for the table? He's like, no, no, that's my food item. And that's all he'd eat. No dessert. He, he wanted nothing else, just a, a thing of mozzarella sticks for him. I'll go through a phase where I'll order the appetizer nachos as my meal. Okay, but they have like chicken or something on them? Not necessarily. Really? Just the appetizer nachos. Just, uh, just chips and cheese. I, now I get it. Now you're a cheese well, and there, one other I product human. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> If Catherine goes out with you and cheese plus one other thing is on the menu, that's where you're leaning. Cheap date. Right there. You, that's very nice. Uh, my, my wife is also a cheap date, but that's just because she eats like a bird. Right. She eats very little. Actually, I pay for the food, and then she doesn't eat it, so then I get double food. Oh, that works, I know. too. Or so, leftovers for home. Right. She's not always cheaper, but I'm always very, very full, which is very nice. Quick break. A lot more Craig Collins Show coming up in just a minute. The song is actually called... Mr. Heat Miser, but that's Snow Miser's part. Yeah. Do you know this song? It seems like you know this song. Oh, yeah. I know both versions. From the Christmas special. Oh, yes. All right. I should Santa speed up, though. He wanted, he wanted heat. Oh, there we go. No, that's still, that's still Cold Miser. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh. All right. I can't find it. I can't find it. Uh, but that's Mr. Heat Miser by the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Are you familiar with that band? I am. The Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of them. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. their name a lot. They're pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's a great, uh, great Christmas special. Um, do you watch Christmas specials? I do. Okay, which ones? Uh, all do you have go tos? All everyone. the every Frosty single the one. Snowman. I cry every year when he melts in the greenhouse. <laughs> Why don't we make any more of those ones with like the little the figurine? The, the Rankin and Bass. Uh, yeah. They weren't really claymation, but they were kind of like kind claymation. Of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. There's um, well, there's all the random Santa ones like Santa Claus is coming to, to town. town. The year without a Santa Claus. Right. Um, there's also Easter ones. Mm-hmm. There's the little drummer boy, which the That's is, great. it's it's actually kind of frightening. There's yeah. a weird one with elves. There's like a really I don't even know what the name of it is, uh, but it's another one of those. It's in the same vein. Rudolph? No, no, no. <laughs> the weird one is with the elves and the reindeer. No, there's one where like there's Mister Winter and like the then Mother oh, Nature. Oh, is it the is it uh, Baby New Year? Maybe we're happy. Yeah, baby yeah, New well, Year. yeah. Then they find the baby in the forest, and mm-hmm. they and that winds up being Santa. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. That's a confusing one. I get confused by that it's, one. But it's the it's the same character, so you feel like it's going to be the heartwarming one. All the other ones are. 
Then it gets preachy. Yeah, they all look the same. They're all voiced by this. If Shirley Booth isn't playing Mrs. Claus and Mickey Rooney isn't Santa, <laughs> then, then you're done. The world's over. I'm out. It's Armageddon. Where do you think the grossest spot in a hotel is? I know a lot of people will be staying in hotels over the holiday season. I'm going to say um, mm-hmm. possibly the bathroom floor or the sheets on the bed. These are good guesses. Um, however, apparently the cleaning staff has been alerted to things like the bathroom and the, the bed. Okay. Uh, so they clean those as much as you think oh, can they I could be. Can I have one more guess? Huh? Is it a light switch? It, it should be. It's actually the chair in the corner. Oh, yeah. If you see that chair in the corner, people use it, but the cleaning staff doesn't really assume you're using it heavily. So according to this survey, it never gets cleaned. That is the one item in the entire room that probably has not been touched oh. in quite a while. So the next time you, you know, uh, sit down to do a little bit of work, do a little bit of typing, oh. just realize that the odds are bad. Uh, the University of Minnesota School of Public Health, uh, they're the ones that conducted the study, and they said that there was a clear winner in all of this. Chairs can often be made of hard-to-clean fabric and upholstery and are definitely not cleaned like sheets and towels just because the cleaning staff assumes they're more lightly used. Does that make you feel different about the... I never sit in those chairs. No? Never? No. Do you ever do any work? I feel like when I go to a hotel, even if I don't have work to do, it's kind of like when you go to Starbucks, actually, to bring that back in. I feel like I should sit down on my computer and look like I'm doing something. No. Like, every time I'm in a hotel, I feel like I should have, like, work to do. I should be a working guy. No, every time I'm in a hotel, if I'm going to be spending any time in the room, the TV's on. Nice. There's snacks on the bed. And there you I'm go. just laying there. You ever hit a mini bar? Oh, yeah. Harder than you should have? Uh, well, no, that costs money. It does. Maybe if I'm on, a, when I uh, was on a company dime, mm-hmm. yes. Done that too. Room service, oh yeah. It's kind of hard to explain that to the boss though later. <laughs> like, man, I don't know. I think somebody else took all this stuff out of my mini bar. Room service was closed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Exactly. I had to drink all the scotch. <laughs> I had to eat all of the minute, uh, the M&M's. The I had to, to eat them all. The giant Toblerone. Right. I had to have it. <laughs> it was life or death, sir. <laughs> it was Toblerone or death. <laughs> This is actually the number one song on the music charts in the UK right now. You mean those aren't the original lyrics to this song? (laughs) That's how I've always sang it. Right. Uh, Caught up, uh, uh, I guess the news organizations (laughs) caught up with them, uh, of course, because they send people out to someone's house to talk about this. Oh, sure. BBC Radio got the quote. Um, They asked them why. They've made two years of sausage roll-related songs for the holiday season, and the couple answered, uh, we've always just really loved sausage rolls. Uh, this started out as a joke, but when we hit number one last year, we thought, hey, why not do it for a good cause? So here we are doing it again, oh. uh, a second year in a row. I guess they didn't want to do this up until like a couple weeks ago, and then somebody, family, somebody pressured them into it. What's so, next year? I don't know. Hold it, me closer, <laughs> sausage roller. <laughs> Do you think maybe they go to another food product or no? You got to no, commit. I think you've okay. got to commit to sausage rolls. All if right. you're two years in, yeah, and number one, two years in a row. Yeah, you got to stick with the sausage. The roll. I love sausage rolls song debuted on the 13th on uh on YouTube. It's already up to 1.4 million views. 1.4 million. I was curious what the we built this city on pizza rolls. Uh, the total view there is like six million people. They make money off of that too. Did you know that? Wow. Just the views alone. They get paid for from the ads and stuff. I'm surprised a sausage roll company hasn't picked up, picked right. them up. Yeah, or like the pizza roll people. Like they Somebody. should really get involved in that for sure. Huh. Um, I don't know. But that's that's what it takes to be successful in today's day and age. Just become popular and sing about a food product. 
I want to do that so bad. Uh, moving on to, I do, I really do. Like, I always want to mimic these stupid things when they happen. Yeah. But I, my version will just be dumb. I'll just be made fun of and have like six viewers. It won't work the same. It'll be the same idea. Like the same amount of, of attempt will go into it as their two weeks You've of planning. You've got to pick a better food product, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. Chicken nuggets. Popcorn chicken. Popcorn it's a little, chicken. It's a little good. niche, right? Yeah. Instead of the chicken nugget, I'm going popcorn chicken. Right. Okay. Now I just got to think of the rock tune that replaces. Mm. We're so close to a hit. Uh, video games um, are a very popular thing for people under the age of 18. That's no surprise. That's not a story. Uh, what is a story is the idea that they would like to ban any sort of in-game purchases kids make if they're under 18. That means any game that's targeting children as opposed to adults cannot even include in-game purchasing as part of the game. Uh, the reason why they're doing this is they say, and this is in a new Pew Research Center uh, poll as well, that if you're a child between the ages of 13 to 17 and you get used to playing video games where there's some sort of gambling aspect, do you know how the prizes work in a lot mm -hmm. of these games? You buy something and then it's sort of a mystery and then like you win one of a, a select group of things. Right. So you have to spend the money and then you're sort of kind of gambling. But this research is in indicating that maybe if kids get too attached to this at a young age, they'll turn into gamblers in real life. This might open the door. This is a gateway gambling thing to getting you into a world where then you can't get over the thrill of the uh, video game gambling box. Hmm. Uh, as a person with, with kids just past this age group, did they play a lot of video games? Uh, oh, yeah, my kids. Did I, they buy a lot of things in the video games? Not that I'm aware okay. of. <laughs> That's interesting. My, my, my credit card wasn't attached to anything. I don't think so, yeah. Well, I've, uh, I've played some, some games where you got to like buy a loot box. That's what it's called. Right. Um, and like I never went. I'm an adult, though. But I guess was it now when you're saying in-game purchases? Are you talking about spending real money, or yeah. are you talking about you know when I played The Legend of Zelda and I had to spend my rupees to get my fortune told? Oh man, no! I wish games were still like that. Or when you played like any old school video game and you had to do like a task for hours to make enough money yeah. to then afford something, and you had to go through and swipe all the bushes right. to get the coins. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. This is something you would do literally for hours yes. as a child, like the same repetitive task. What do you mean as a child? Or Okay, or now. <laughs> or Catherine did this in between her two shifts today. I love The Legend of Zelda. Do you? Yes. My uh, guest who's on every Monday night, uh, Cody Goff, the Curiosity Daily Podcast, he uh -huh. owns soundtracks. He's been to a concert performance where an orchestra played The Legends of Zelda music. That's incredible. He might be an intense... Does he own an ocarina? I don't think so. Oh. You do? Yes. Okay, you were so close to being best friends with Cody. Wow. Now it didn't well, work no, out. Well, no, now he's going to want an ocarina. He probably does. That's what I'll get him for Christmas. Are they expensive? No. Okay, good. Maybe can I, I could give you the extra ones in my basement. Can I make a handmade ocarina? Sure. Can I make one out of, like, paper? No. Is that not? No, it's got to actually we'll play We'll have things. to go to a little pottery class. Okay, I'm not good at pottery things. Oh, um, you, you'll learn. But no, I, I just think that this is interesting that we need to, like, ban these sort of things from... We can't... I, do you hate when people push to the whole, like, the parent should handle it idea? No. Because I don't have any kids, so I don't know if that's an unfair thing to ask parents no, to do. No, I don't think it's an unfair thing to ask parents to do. Mm -hmm. I think that um, you might be expecting a lot of parents to be paying a lot more attention. Gotcha. I don't necessarily think I paid attention to what they were doing but while they were playing video games, mm -hmm. but I paid attention to how they were raised and the discipline that they were given just in general See? in life. So I never had to think about that because they knew if they were 
buying crap with my credit card that <laughs> they th- get that was trouble. the end of the game right and every so often you hear that viral story where like a kid got a credit card and spent like a thousand dollars in yes. like a day yeah and like, and like mario those, bucks or those something are an exception to the rule right i mean the kids that are doing this in a consistent like sort of approved way like isn't it better to assume that we could just prevent these things from happening at home than we got to ban it all well that's what it. i would think yeah, and in my you know my youngest kid was playing I don't know Minecraft or something, and he was playing in tournaments when he was still in junior high. Yeah, and it was like winning money playing in tournaments online with people from like the Netherlands. And I'm going, where did this money come from? See, that's the, that's the craziest thing now is that actually, like, if a kid turns to like Fortnite or some video game, yeah. there is an off chance that they can get like school paid for that way. Illinois Wesleyan, I know. These e-sports. things exist. ISU, we have eSports. Right. I am so sad that didn't exist when I was a kid. Right? When I was playing James Bond on my uh, GoldenEye on my N64, I wish someone might have paid me for that. Yeah. I spent a lot of hours, you a lot of wasted N64. hours. I still have my SNES. Nice. No, I had a Sega. I We even oh. had a, a Turbo Graphics for anyone that knows what that is. That's a very old game I had an Atari. System. Did you? <laughs> And yeah. I, had, I had Pong. Do you still have the Atari? No. That's probably worth money now. No, we did have it up until uh, a few years ago. You know what I just realized? I usually have 23-year-old somethings like news people, mm-hmm. and I've dropped the Teddy Ruxpin name a oh, couple yeah. times. They had no idea what that was. Yeah. You know what Teddy Ruxpin oh, is. Oh, sure. I, I didn't get a Teddy Ruxpin as a kid. This was, I don't know, I was like five, six. I, desperately wanted it mm-hmm. um, and didn't get it and it was the most devastating Christmas ever like I was so sad and then my mother and I had a text exchange where she claimed she got it for me the next year no 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 you mom never... didn't get that for me till I was an adult man oh. that was a graduation present when I was 18 <laughs> years old but at old. least you got it but that was just so mom could say she bought it like then she forgets all the dates <laughs> this was totally on purpose because I'd complained for years. I got you a Teddy Ruxpin. Right? I don't what know what you're talking saying. about. I think I got it the next year. You got a Teddy Ruxpin when you were a child. By the way, mentioning my mother, it's it's time for the uh, My Mom Text the Show oh, segment. okay. I should do this every day because she texts the show every day. Uh, she says that you're lovely Oh, well, that's hilarious. very nice. Thank yeah, you. My mom's a big Catherine Murphy fan. Uh, she also says that Starbucks is gross. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> uh, and then finally, and this is from earlier in the show, I was talking about how my little brother... Broken to, um, well, broken to is the wrong word, but he found blue bread in our fridge when he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like someone forgot it in the back corner. Right. And uh, he loved it. He loved the taste of it for some reason. And he didn't get tonsillitis for years. Yeah, he did. Somehow he didn't <laughs> die that day. No, but his mouth literally turned blue. Like it was that, that color changed. Um, and this actually was a spinoff of, I guess, Brazil is into blue food right now. Like actually, you know, whatever. Um, but so he ran around the house and my mom had to chase him trying to get the blue bread. And he just kept screaming like how that he likes it. My mom reminded me that he also used to like cheese so much. He would take it off of mouse traps as a child <laughs> and he'd hurt his fingers constantly. <laughs> but my brother could not be stopped. If you put a mousetrap out with cheese, he refused to let it go the night. Really? Uh, yeah, that is hilarious. Would you have to do it after he had gone to bed? You had to trick him completely. That's amazing. You had to, to hide me. the, the mousetrap from my brother, but not from the mouse. That's how it went. I love that I know. story. He's he's a great kid. I should also tell you about something he hates, and it's a thing that I probably have to take a break to explain. But we used to call him Naked Boy as a kid because uh, he's the only member of the family that hated putting clothing on mm-hmm. after a shower or a bath. Sure. And he would like my like our our dog at the time, who always desperately tried to get out the door. After my brother took a shower or bath, he'd try to get outside. Well, yes. Immediately. I had to share with the world. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm clean now. I want the whole world to know. (laughs) 
This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230. WJBC. Catherine seems to be a fan of this song. Uh, two of our listeners both like the Grovens. Jean called in to tell us that this was her favorite Christmas song, and so did Bill. Oh, Holy Night. Josh That's a good one. When I had curlier hair, my aunt thought I looked like Josh Groban. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know that I liked that comparison. Can you sing like Josh? See, everybody Groban? says no. I can't. No. Well, then keep your hair short. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because otherwise, it would have been great as a compliment if I actually sounded like that man. But I do not. You could have gone to Vegas. You could have been the Josh Groban. Like, right. I could be the one in Times Square. In. Yeah. And I, I'd sing. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. For those that like Josh Groban at Christmas, the song "Believe" is also a beautiful Christmas song. Do you like the Buble more or the? I like the, the Grobe. I like Groban more than Buble. Okay. But is it close or is it? No. Okay. It's a, it's a very not close race. Not close like. at all. Uh, I got to take a break again because I, I like to run late on this show. But I want to say something first about my, my family goes to a Christmas movie. Each year we go to a movie at the movie theater. Uh, there's a bit of a debate as to what movie we should see. Usually big giant movies win the day. Okay. So like Star Wars this year has got a pretty good shot going in. But I want to try to convince the family to see an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, is it the Uncut secret, Gems? Uncut, I want to see that. It sounds so good. What do you think the odds are, though, that going in, if they're not familiar, that he could be really good in a serious acting role? They're saying that he could possibly get the Oscar I'm for aware, this. I'm aware, but my family is not in tune to these things. Oh. So when I go in, the, the options are going to be Cats, which everyone should agree is a terrible decision. A terrible decision. Yeah, it's a bad, bad call. Uh, Star Wars is going to have a pretty good lead, but when I start going Adam Sandler... I just don't know how to shape it. Oh. I can show everybody the trailer. Everybody's going to be at Star Wars. Let's go to the movie that no one's going to see. Okay, there you go. Yeah, come on, guys. But Do we want to be stressed out this I don't think you season? want advice from me because the last Christmas, the last movie I went to see on Christmas Day that right. was released was E.T. <laughs> That's a good one, though. It was a great movie. It was a good pick. <laughs> yeah. If E.T. were out this, this holiday season, I'd go to that. Over Star Wars. <laughs> Certainly over Star Wars. I don't know about the Uncut Gems, though. This sounds excellent. I think it's showing in, a, in limited theaters, too. Okay. Though, so. I, it's supposed to come out on Christmas Day. I don't know where. I need to go. Maybe I get the whole family in a car and we drive to a big city. They think that so you're I'll going go. to see some Adam Sandler comedy. <laughs> Yeah, what if I do that? Like, what if I do that? I add the component. We so have to travel last year, to it. You get to pick the right. movie. All right, Craig, what's your pick? Well, here's the thing. I think we should go see an Adam Sandler movie, but we got to drive three hours. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Why did you say all those words? None of those made sense. And so I'm offering this sample phrase. This song makes me feel like it's the Christmas season, and this song's probably played. At Rob Dobbs, this is slow enough for Rob Dobbs, right? For a nice atmosphere? I'd say so. Uh, nice, relaxing, good tunes. There you go. Front of the house manager, Michael, is hanging out with us yet again. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us. Um, I imagine things are still crazy over there. I'm happy to be here. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, holiday season is definitely big for us, so uh, a lot of uh, people coming in, which we certainly appreciate. Yeah. Does Santa make an appearance at the Rob Dobbs? He did, actually. So ho- uh, hopefully for those that uh, got to see him come by, it was a quick visit, a very surprising visit. I didn't know he was coming, so <laughs> it's so popular, even Santa's coming. See, but that's the best. When Santa is a surprise visit, that's actually how it's designed to be. Uh, you've brought in a couple drinks, and of course, uh, you've brought in mu- uh, a ton of like unique glasses again. I'm developing a bit of a, a collection here. Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch of glasses because you guys are nice enough to let the staff finish their drinks I imagine at Rob Dobbs, everyone can finish their drinks all day long, all season long. Um, but now I have what makes me look like a tad of an alcoholic, like a collection of like 30 to 40 glassware items. So I'm, I'm thrilled you're here just so I can give you all this back. <laughs> Everybody's been joking. They're like, wow, Craig, going on another bender, huh? 
Like, well, this is how you host <laughs> a radio show. He's got some friends in high places. Yeah, right, exactly. That's how you host a radio show, too. I'm two months in, and I figured it out. you just got to be real hammered to make it work. Um, but tell me some of the things that are, that are attracting people to Rob Dobbs right now. Is there any cool things on the menu or any cool kind of um, maybe drinks you guys have on tap right now? Well, yeah, um, uh, steaks are always uh, number one. Oh, yeah. um, seafood is big. Uh, selling a lot of lobster lately. Nice. Um, and for the holiday season, we actually have our own signature uh, eggnog cocktail that was actually created by one of our bartenders. So wow. come in and try that. That sounds delicious. Um, here's the thing. I'm curious about this. There's a story that Alexa is going to help break up family fights. You know, like if you're in an argument with a family member, Alexa will jump in and throw an odd topic your way to try to distract everyone. Something like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I wonder if maybe the people at Rob Dobbs should be good at this, too, although I doubt there's many arguments that, that happen while people are having a nice meal. But if the family has been spending a lot of time together this holiday season, they land at a nice restaurant, and someone picks that fight that's been just itching all, all weekend long, uh, maybe the waitresses and waiters could have some sort of like go-to topic to throw their way. Uh, I don't know if you like things like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? But those <laughs> oh, are the things Alexa uh, asked. That's pretty right? divisive right there. It is. <laughs> Do you have an opinion on that one? Well, uh, since you're uh, putting me on the spot, I, I will. will say, uh, for the record, uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It Uh-oh. is a movie that takes place on Christmas, so okay. uh, hopefully I don't get a lot of hate from that. <laughs> See, the first thing that's interesting about that is that some people don't have two categories. You just created the second category. I think it's a Christmas movie because Christmas is mentioned, and, and it, it's Christmas. That's why he's there. But we can fight about that some other time, hopefully over a really nice steak at Rob Dobbs. Um, what else is going on this holiday season? What are you up to? Um, well, it's the restaurant's certainly keeping us busy. Yeah. Um, got all of our decorations up. Uh, four Christmas trees throughout the restaurants, which nice. uh, is nice and fun. Um, like I said, Santa Claus came by for a visit last week. Um, are you traveling at all personally, or are you staying in town? Oh, who has time? Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, you brought two drinks for us because you're awesome and you do that kind of thing. Uh, what's the first thing that you brought? So as uh, uh, I am the beer guy, as we kind of talked about last yep. time I was here, so I wanted to kind of like uh, show off our uh, the specialty beer glasses that I brought in last time and bring in more varieties to try. So I actually mm-hmm. have uh, three beers here today. Um, first one that I have is I, we actually uh, started carrying distilled beer here at Normal. Oh, nice. Um, so I have there a touch of haze, hazy IPA, so uh, um, nice uh, fruity lights and uh, the hoppy flavor to it. So mm-hmm. I've got that. I also have uh, one of my personal favorite breweries, uh, Shuffly, out of uh, St. Louis. Nice. I've got their Kolsch beer, which uh, I can't talk enough about these guys. I love <laughs> them. I'm so glad we started carrying them now. There you go. And a little dessert for later, I have um, a salted caramel pecan ale from 4204 Brewery, and that is um, up uh, just south of Chicago, I believe. Uh, fantastic beer. It's Like I said, it's like dessert in a can. He brought us a dessert drink. That's going to be Isn't interesting. Isn't that so exciting? <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's one of my favorite It's like things. a three-course meal right here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why I asked you if people fight at Rob Dobbs. Of course they don't. With drinks <laughs> like this in the menu, no one's going to get in an argument there. Nothing to fight about. You wait till the parking lot to That's get into right. the argument. Right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. i got a lot more coming up on the Craig Collins Show. Rob Dobbs is hanging out with us. Mike is here uh, in studio. Mike or Michael? Uh, either one's fine okay, with me. Okay, good. Okay, because I shorten them all the time. I do that all the time. Do you ever get Catherine? Does that ever get shortened for you? Anybody go Kathy? Not if you want to stay my friend. Okay. <laughs> Catherine Murphy is here. UJBC.com. Here we are as in olden days. My favorite thing about Rob Dobbs coming in is the alcohol. And the people that I get to chill with and hang out with. My second favorite thing is getting to constantly play Frank Sinatra music as an intro. Because I'm a good Italian. 
uh, who was related to Sinatra somehow. Oh. That's a true thing. Are you all related? Aren't you all related to Sinatra? Somehow? Hey, now, my grandfather <laughs> says I am especially related to okay, Sinatra. Well, you he know. can explain it. He I gets out a whole graph I and stuff, and we to get, get there. No trouble here. Well, look at you. Now you're doing the whole voice. Listen, this is the my thing. best friend. She's a Grenatia. <laughs> is she? Yeah. Okay, good. That's you good know. to know. So she can do a favor just like I can do well, a we favor. We can all do a favor. Uh, well, I can do a very special favor. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> We're getting into a very weird world. Michael is in studio. He is the front of the house manager at Rob Dobbs uh, hanging out with us. He brought us three a meal of drinks, actually. He brought a whole meal. Uh, off the air, we were talking more about your name and that the expectation is for you to send it down to another generation. Yes, yeah, so I was uh, saying how uh, my father's name is Michael and uh, yeah. his father's name is Michael. Mm-hmm. And I told my father, I said, you know, listen, I talked about it uh, with my wife. Uh, we're probably going to break the tradition. So <laughs> a lot re- of Michaels in the family. The reason I love that topic is because the exact opposite exists for me. There's no one else named Craig. I'm the only Craig. But I have every interest in naming my firstborn Craig. I don't even care if it's a girl. Really? I do not care. I want Craig to get passed down. And when I'm older, if I have a kid who then has a kid, I'm going to desperately want Craig to be that child's name, too. Really? I need it passed down. Yes. I love my name. I love myself and my name. And I want it carried on. Not just the half of it, not the last name. I need the whole thing, man. The Craig has spoken. Right. The Craig has spoken. (laughs) There was a joke I had with a guy in high school that I'd name all my kids Craig. Oh, like George Foreman? Yeah. The best (laughs) thing there is, like, you just have to ask all the kids to do one thing. Like, I don't care whose room is messy. Craig, clean your room effectively works for everybody. Sufficient. Right, exactly. Craig, get me a beer. Depending on the amount of kids I have, that's a heck of a Sunday. Very true. Uh, What's the first drink you want to crack open? So this one, again, is the uh, Touch of Haze, Hazy IPA from Distill, which uh, we're carrying again. Um, Nice. So we'll go ahead and start off that one. You want to shoot a little video of that? We do videos of these kind of things. There it is. The opening of Haze. Oh, nice. You like the sound of that, too? The neck sound? It's always good. It's pretty cool. I love those glasses. Those are great. No, He's got skills, man. You were a bartender? No, actually, I never okay. have. I got you. I spent a lot of time on the other side of a bar, but... <laughs> you learn just by watching. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Were you ever a bartender, Catherine? Uh, I was, okay, it but feels not like, like you... an official bartender. Well, I don't know I what that I was a bartender means. at the Irish American Heritage Center in Chicago. Oh, gotcha. Which just meant opening up Guinness and Harp for all the Hold on. Uh, Irish <laughs> we, guys. We both did. I was a bartender at Northerly Islands. Oh, see? Which is also not a real bartender. Uh-huh. There's They don't go rogue at the, the festivals and the yeah. holiday things. Yeah. I poured like three items total. Oh, look at this. I'm being handed. What is in this? What makes this special? So it's a hazy IPA, so usually they're um, cut with some kind of uh, fruit or fruit juice. It smells like grapefruits. Yeah, it's a common uh, uh, one that you'll use for that. Mm -hmm. It smells and tastes delicious, in my opinion. Do you like the fruitier beers? Oh, that's really good. See, I always tell people, uh, because if you don't like um, hoppier beers... That a hazy IPA is a good kind of introduction to it. Yeah. Um, it, the hazy, uh, beer, hazy IPAs are kind of like uh, divisive when it comes to beer lovers. You either love them or you hate them. Some people don't really consider them beers. I love them. I think they're great. Um, wow. So, it, I mean, it, like everything, kind of depends on um, <clears throat> how they're made or what they're cut with. But uh, this is definitely a, a nice one. How great you, summer beer. Refreshing. How do you not consider it a beer, though? Like, what about it makes it not a beer? Because well, it's it's, got... it's uh, the juice is added after the fermentation process. Oh, okay. So, like most beers, it's all kind of mixed together, fermented, and then it's done. But this is it's kind of added on the end, so it's like a additive to it. I love to picture, like, the beer snobs. that I never picture beer, like, wine snobs. I get it, all the other. But right. the beer product, I always assume we're all on the same page. We don't care. 
put alcohol in it and no, make it taste good. No, that's not true. These craft brew guys, they, oh, yeah. they're real. I think I almost think they're snobbier than wine people. They, and not in yeah, a bad, I'm not be, saying yeah. that in a bad way. I think that they really take this craft and take these beverages as like, oh. Well, how do you deal with a customer like that? A customer who comes in and like has this very... Uh, I, what do we call it? A good, a developed palate yeah. that knows what they're doing? Well, see, actually, I love it when those kind of guests come in because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially when we first saw it open, we're talking about a lot of domestics, you know, people like the Millers, their buds. But when you start throwing craft beers out there, it kind of takes people off their game. Say, okay, so you like Miller, well, let me try something like this. But when I have somebody who, you know, has an experienced palate, I say, okay, what kind of flavor profiles you like? Oh, and nice. okay, they name this, this. Okay, so I'd recommend this one. We could just kind of go back and forth and compare notes. So they're actually pretty fun when I get involved in some of those. I just thought, um, you know how like you try and close and have people like help you pick out wardrobes. Could you mm-hmm. help develop like a palette? Could we figure out oh, like sure. what my beer palette is? Uh, I don't I know what it is. So. I like everything that has alcohol in it. How does and mine we generally with? goes to the? Is it cold? <laughs> <laughs> has it been open for an hour or more? <laughs> That's it. If it's less than an hour, I'm fine. Um, all right, let's take another quick break and let's open a couple more drinks. Uh, a lot more with Michael from Rob Dobbs. Uh, but first, this. And- the most now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. We had to ask Rob Dobbs to stay because they brought us a dessert beer. Michael is the front of the house manager, and he brought us a three-course beer menu, uh, which is just wonderful. Uh, but we, we neglected the dessert beer, so that's third on the list. What is the dessert beverage? So this one is a salted caramel pecan ale from 4204 Brewery. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, from Belleville, Illinois, just south of Chicago. And this one, it's a shame you can't see it, but the uh, the label on it is absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. It is a square of caramel who is being assaulted by a uh, salt <laughs> table shaker. That is amazing. Honestly, <laughs> they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but that is not true with beer. <laughs> beer, you should always judge by its cover. I'd love to know who the graphic artists are that are <laughs> yeah. doing all of the cans. Because you walk through any craft beer aisle in a liquor store and it's, it's just hilarious. amazing yeah. the things that you see uh we can put that up on our social media pages too so people could see it so uh we'll take a picture after that but uh so what's in that in that beverage then obviously there's caramel oh yeah so you get uh when you drink it you get it's, it's a lighter beer um uh you'll get uh, the notes of the caramel you'll get actually the the pecan so it's definitely on the sweeter side like i said it's definitely a good uh dessert beer awesome um as you uh pour us that drink i have a totally separate question a very selfish question for you because i noticed twice this week I've been struggling to convince my my colleagues that to go to a restaurant, any restaurant, and get a grilled cheese is a mistake. It's a waste of the restaurant experience. Mm. Uh, The Rob Dabs, by the way, I've been there once now. I had steak on a bun. You have a, a New York strip steak sandwich, which is incredible. And so just let's weigh those two options. New York strip steak sandwich, grilled cheese. I feel like we have a clear winner. What are your thoughts on the grilled cheese in the fancy restaurant? Well, I would say it has slight merits. I mean, if you okay. put a choice of cheese and steak in front of me, I'm going to go towards the steak. That's <laughs> an easy choice for me. But I can see, uh, I can see both sides of the dilemma. Do you want to try to try to convince? Do you want to? I know you mentioned fancy cheeses and stuff, Catherine. You can make the most amazing. I have at home a gourmet grilled cheese cookbook that okay. has all of these. It's just the bread that you use. It's written by a twelve-year-old. Uh, no, it's not. Like the pictures are not in crayon. Okay. <laughs> And they're actually beautiful art studio portraits of, yeah. you know, Fontina cheese and Gruyere dripping off of the uh, delecta- delectable baguette of just it's beautiful. <laughs> you know where the grilled cheese makes the most sense? I will say the fancy grilled cheese, in my opinion, where it makes the most sense is the food truck. 
The food truck sure. feels like the place where you can't get complicated enough. You're not going to make the filet mignon there. That's not going to be a no, thing I've that ever happens. Filet from a food truck. What food truck does a filet mignon? Well, there's, it's not here. Okay. Why would you even tell me that's a place that exists? <laughs> the worst thing I've Did ever you see learned. His face? He was like, "Oh my god!" I'm gosh. literally about to hit the road to follow it. I went to go to there. <laughs> I've seen some of those food truck festivals. I've seen some crazy things, but I've never seen filet. Yeah, seriously, you can't. I doubt you can make that well in the back of a truck. Sure, you can. Maybe you can. You got a sous vide going back there. <laughs> Part of the reason this even came up, by the way, Michael, is my brother and I both had consistent food items we'd pick as kids, and it demonstrates the difference between my brother and I as people. Growing up, I always picked steak. No matter how old I was, Mm -hmm. no matter what restaurant it was, I asked for the fanciest item on the menu. And my mom would always yell at me because that was ridiculous. (laughs) Right. And half the time I didn't eat it. A four-year-old doesn't eat steak. I do. I did. This four-year-old did. Um, But then my brother would always pick the same item for years, and it, it drove everybody crazy in the opposite way. He always asked for mozzarella sticks as his food item. And again, that's basically a grilled cheese, right? It's the same basic principle. Well, sort of. So he's wasting the, the restaurant experience, right? Well, actually, my question for you is, is that his still his to-go order? or <laughs> More times than not, yes. This is a man that doesn't eat lettuce, though. He says that lettuce is terrible. And I just, I've never perceived how you could hate it. Is he a super picky eater? Like, yes, he with is. Everything yes. else? Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, well, we both are to an extent. Like growing up, we only had a certain number of items, but I'm willing to venture. He's not willing to venture at all. Wow. Maybe this is all just pent up aggression right before the holidays <laughs> that I'm indirectly taking out on the brother. I love that guy. But grilled cheese, that might be the thing he orders when we go out. That might be what it is. I'm sure our chef can whip something up for you. You really think so? Oh, I'm sure he could. I have a $5 bet with Mark Strauss that's just lingering. We don't know what it it is. I won one, so we're doing double or nothing. We can't figure it out. Maybe it should be that Rob Dobbs can make a grilled cheese that's actually impressive. Because I'm so scared. Well, I don't doubt that at all. Really? Of course they could. I can't be impressed by a grilled cheese, though. So if they can make one, that is the best restaurant in the world. Well, I'm certainly so uh, curious. What if, what how if many... it's a, a grilled cheese that has, like I mentioned, the grilled cheese with bacon? What if it's a grilled cheese with like thinly sliced fillet in there? The only way to make a great grilled cheese to me is to put a filet mignon on it. If you put a filet mignon <laughs> in the middle of a grilled cheese, that's a good grilled cheese. But I guess how much do you add onto it when it's not a grilled cheese anymore? Right. right. So yeah. is, is it that just that a Where's cheesy uh, steak right. sandwich or yeah, what's a patty melt again? What's in that? What's in a patty melt? Do we patty know? Patty melt is like a, a, it's like ground beef. Yes, yeah. with uh, I think either Swiss or provolone. So then, if you're starting to add meat, toast. Now we're getting closer to yeah, patty melt. Rye bread. Right. We actually do have a, a really good patty melt on our menu. See, but that's now mm-hmm. further away from the grilled yeah. cheese. That's more. That's a different product. Yeah, see, that's a totally. If different... If you can make bread and cheese into something impressive, I will give you the title of best restaurant in the world. I will do it. All right, we got to take a quick break on the Craig Collins show. We still got to get to dessert I, beer. I know the whole time. All I did was get mad about grilled cheese. <laughs> I'm ready for the holidays, right? I'm going to pick the fight at some point. I'm, I'm just going to wait. Grilled cheese on Monday morning. Oh my God. <laughs> we do the show together. I can't wait. It's the... Thank you, Frank. Uh, This half hour of the show is sponsored by Staples. Staples Print and Marketing uh, Services makes connecting with clients and loved ones easy with hundreds of holiday templates you can customize. And right now, get 20% off select custom cards and invitations. That offer ends in just a few days, so you should uh, act now. Limit one, visit staples.com slash holiday cards, or just go to a store for more details. Michael is hanging out with us. He is the front of the house manager at Rob Dobbs. Rob Dobbs comes in every Friday. Because uh, when it's 5 o'clock in the Craig Collins Show, it's 5 o'clock everywhere. That's what I decide. Uh, so we hang out. We try some things that you guys have on the menu. Uh, you brought us a three-course meal of uh, a beer today, and we're at the dessert item. 
Uh, so what is that again? So again, this is the uh, salted uh, caramel pecan ale from 4204 Brewery nice. in um, uh, Belleville, Illinois. Nice. And so, it goes into what fancy cup? This so time? this is our uh, stout glass. Uh, so it's still, it's not, this is not technically a stout. Uh, it's a little heavier for an ale, but right. I figure this is probably the um, best bet to go with it. Heavy as a as a amount of alcohol? Heavy mean? as in uh, the consistency. So okay, it's like a full-bodied beer. How much, like what's, the, wine. what's the percentage of alcohol on average in these things? For beer? Yeah. Uh, typically, I would say like most domestics, you're looking at about 5%. Um, your your IPAs tend to run higher. So this, the hazy IPA from uh, this still we had was probably a little higher, if I can see it on the can. 7.3. So that gotcha. was uh, definitely on the higher side. The Kolsch that we had earlier from uh, Shuffle it's a 4.8. So that's about, uh, about there on the level. And then this one here, 5.5, so okay. still there. Now, there are we do have some heavier ones. Uh, we've got that Dragon's Milk um, Stout, which is, uh, I want to say, 11%. See, so. I'm, I'm always curious about the ones that get into 11, because you're getting pretty close to like actual liquor oh, yeah. at that point, some of the lower-end liquor things. How do you make those taste good? Oh, it's, a lot of them, it's uh, mostly how they brew them, the malts, especially in the uh, your um, stouts. Got it. Um, I know one I was really impressed with over at Keg Grove, it was... Uh, I want to say it was like a 12 or 13, extremely high, and honestly, you couldn't really taste the alcohol in See, it. See, those drinks are dangerous, too, by the way. Yes, That's they are. That's another reason why I don't drink craft beer. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you have two or three of those, and then you try to go to the bathroom, and you and realize... And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> Who are you people, and right? why did you abduct me? <laughs> why did things happen? How did this cardboard cutout get made? <laughs> I don't want to explain that. Um <laughs> We will move on, though. Uh, so, it, can, can I try the last item? Absolutely. I, I know we only have a couple minutes left with you. I don't want to um, lose our chance to get you on and get that last thing. Um, but no, it's it's. You should go to Rob. But where's the address again? And the, the all the information if people want to get a reservation. Yes. Yeah, so we're over at uh, eight hundred one um, North Hershey Road, um, over by um, uh, the Culvers and uh, the Bowling Alley, um, mm-hmm. right off of uh, um, Empire. Uh, you can make reservations by giving us a call um, or go online. We're also on opentable.com. Um, find us on social media. We're also an uh, untapped, uh, verified venue for all the beer drinkers out there. Nice. And you really should make a reservation, by the way, because you guys are very crowded. Uh, the yes. holiday season has been kind. Obviously, you're a new restaurant, which the community gets very excited about all the time. But if you want to go out to Rob Dobbs, you should call ahead. It's not the kind of thing you should, uh, you should put up to chance. Uh, but yeah, so let's take another break. Uh, we'll pour the last drink, and then uh, thank you so much for coming in, man. Uh, this holiday season, you're you're sticking around town. That's right. Okay, good. So maybe we can figure out a way for me to visit the restaurant next week. Maybe we'll throw some video up. We'll do a whole thing. Sounds fun to me. Right, this sounds great to me too. And then I'm not leaving, by the way. That's the thing I should warn you about. <laughs> I'm still in town. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna stay at the restaurant. The for minute a long they let me time. in and let me make stuff, I'm staying. But no grilled cheese. <laughs> can I put sheets on this booth? Right. <laughs> How many people have slept here before? None? None? <laughs> Challenge accepted. Catherine, I'm, you've probably heard this before. The Off the Air Show would be a great podcast. Oh, absolutely. Every once in a while. It's not the kind of thing I want to come on and talk about again on the air. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you the things we talk about off the air. But someday, that podcast is going to be, be a thing that exists. Um, Michael, you're not going anywhere this holiday season, but what are your plans? Um, well, like I said, that's we're Just certainly working. Kept busy. Yeah, for the most part, um, you know, we will be closed on Christmas, and we're going to close a little early on Christmas Eve to sure. uh, get everybody home. Um, but uh, yeah, just spend time with family here in town. So, does the family come visit you too? Then, well, my family is mostly out in Florida, so it's a bit of a hike. Because uh, I was so. wondering if people come out and visit you, if they like ask you to bring them to the Rob Dobbs. <laughs> is that a thing that happens a lot? The well, family comes uh, in town and they they're like, "Come, come on, Mike, you're taking us to the restaurant, right. aren't you?" <laughs> We don't need reservations. Right. <laughs> you set us up, right? That's, my family is very Italian and related to Frank Sinatra, of course. 
the expectation would be big in my family if they all came out oh, here. Oh, yeah. We need, a, we need a table for 20. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. And they'd expect it to happen right away. They're like, come yeah. on, Craig, you're on the radio now. Can't you do this? What, what's going on? <laughs> I thought you were a big shot. He said you got the Rob Dubs in every Friday. <laughs> Why can't you service 25 people in 10 minutes? <laughs> it's a wonderful crowd. Do you get a lot of Italians into the restaurant? I suppose here and there, yeah. It's an uncomfortable question for most people to <laughs> ask, but as an Italian man, it would make my grandfather very happy. We only went to places that had 50% Italians. That's what he used to say. Really? I don't know why. No Irish pubs in your background is the what you're saying. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I could figure out why. He said that the pasta was never good unless an Italian was somehow involved. I wish your gra- is your grandfather still alive? No, he's not with us oh, anymore. Because I would make pasta for him. Would you? I'm a, I'm a, a great I'm an pasta Irish, chef. I'm an Irish girl who makes a really great pasta. The the judgmental food thing though has been passed down because like I hate the grilled I'm cheese. I make you pasta one of okay. these days. Okay, I bet you I bet you're great. That's not a thing that I share. But my grandfather, he also, by the way, this is one thing uh, that was true for him his whole life. Uh, he struggled with like you know heart attacks and heart issues, and they told him to stop eating steak. He never did it. Never, not once in his life. Every time someone would tell him, a doctor, anyone, he'd look at them and he'd be like, life without steak is not life, my friend. And then he'd just keep living that life. Yep. So that's why little four-year-old Craig would always order steak. <laughs> I got to eat steak. Right. I can't wait for all my arteries to be clogged up. <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, we have just a couple minutes left on the Craig Collins Show. One more time, give out the info of uh, Rob Dobbs, where they can make a reservation. Yeah, sure. So uh, we're online. You can look us up on our websites. Um, I think if you can go to our Facebook page, there's a link towards it. Uh, but Open Table, if you download the app, or um, you can book reservations on there, or you simply give us a call. Cool. Yeah, great. Um, thank you so much, as always, for joining us, man. Uh, it's very exciting always to have you guys in. Uh, thrilled the other a uh, couple weeks ago when you guys came in and served us a whole bunch of drinks. Uh, we we're probably luckier, though, Catherine, that it's not as many this time, because Neil and I, <laughs> We made sure to, to not let anything go to waste. That gets dangerous. Right, it does. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, I do have one story that I meant to share much earlier on. And Rob Dobbs, don't feel like you need to jump in on this one. Uh, but a substitute teacher, this is out of uh, Massachusetts, found out that pot is now legal. She was very excited to, to think that it's going to be serviced more there. Right. So in order to demonstrate her, her thrill with uh, the new laws, she lit up in front of her class. Sure. She's a substitute teacher. So she had the, the marijuana on her, and she decided to smoke it. Are we afraid of things like that becoming more of the norm? No. One say, yeah, right. No. Yeah, this is just a, a one-off. And she's a sub, by the way. So, again, I don't want to say what my beliefs are, if that's a thing that you can or can't do. But it might it might ease the tension a little bit if you have to be a sub. She won't be back in the classroom. You don't I think so? That's not gonna that happen. Yeah, no. yeah, they seem pretty upset, yeah. uh, by the way. The, the school is quoted as saying the incident... Uh, was entirely unexpected and unprecedented, and it is in no way a reflection of the great students, faculty, or staff that we have here or this community. Uh, that's a shame, though, because maybe she thought she was being funny. Like, the funny, silly teacher is always very popular, right? Sure. So this was her approach at that. She just misread the room. But I would, right? It happens every so often. Know your audience, and every, that's not the audience. Every good comedian might misread the room every once in a while. Oh, boy. Uh, good talk we had here. All right, that's the end of the Craig Collins Show.